All right, we're privileged to be joined by three not only SEC legends, but college football legends as we celebrate the 150th year of college football. And we'll ask each of them a, an opening question, and then we'll have time uh, for a few questions from you. And we'll start uh, uh, with Archie Manning. And, and Archie, just your career, uh, your family's involvement in college football as we celebrate the 150th year. Talk about the impact it's had not only on you, but your sons and your entire family with this game. Well, 150 year, it, it makes me feel old. Um, every now and then someone sends a f photo or picture or something. And in uh, 1969, I was a junior at Ole Miss. And uh, so that was the 100th year. We, we wore 100 on our helmets uh, that year. And I say so already being 150, but um, it's... Um, our, we, we feel very blessed that, um, you know, I grew up in a small rural town in Mississippi and uh, I wanted to go to Ole Miss and got to go there and play football and live that dream and um, uh, we didn't try to raise college or NFL quarterbacks but um, uh, Cooper actually went to Ole Miss and uh, his career got cut short but uh, Peyton stayed in the Southeastern Conference at, uh, at Tennessee. And then uh, people at Ole Miss got a little mad at me, Coach Spurry, about that. But then Eli kind of bailed me out, and uh, he, he went to Ole Miss. So it's been a um, – um, we just – the game is the game is good. I think it's going to be a wonderful year for college football to celebrate this 150th year and all the things that are being done. Um, so um, glad to be invited here today to be with – uh, Coach Spurry and Herschel uh, have utmost respect for both of them, and uh, we've thoroughly enjoyed our association with the Southeastern Conference. Thank you. Herschel, talk about a student athlete in college football, the experiences you had at Georgia, and where those experiences uh, when you played, where they've taken you in life, and the opportunities that have afforded you since you finished playing, and just what college football has meant to your life. Well, you know, as uh, Archie was just saying, you know, I grew up in a small little town in South Georgia. Uh, you know, a lot of people don't know. I, I, I never watched football. I, I didn't watch football. My greatest joy on a Saturday was to sit with my father, my younger brother, and watch NWE, NWA wrestling, like Ric Flair, Thunderbolt Patterson, and Rock, and people like that. And to get a scholarship to go to college was, uh, was an honor. And uh, a lot of people don't know, I, I was going to the Marines. I really wasn't going to college. I was going to the Marines. I ended up flipping a coin. That's how I ended up at the University of Georgia. But going to Georgia, uh, Coach Dula said something to the team, and I see a teammate, uh, two teammates of mine right here. Now they work for the media, so they must be fake media or something. Anyway, uh, Coach Dula said something to the team that uh, I think holds truth in my life. He said, you know, Guys, if you believe in each other, you uh, win as a team, you lose as a team, you believe in each other, you're going to win a championship. And that's the honest truth. When, you have, when you're part of a team, it ain't, it ain't about you. So it wasn't about Herschel Walker. It was about the team. And we believed in each other. We thought that we couldn't lose. And, and I've carried it into my, day, in my today's life, into business, into uh, things I do today. And, I think that's the reason I've had so much success is uh, just by being with a group like I played with at Georgia and, and uh, coaches that I've, uh, I had the honor to uh, play for. Thank you, Herschel. Coach Spurrier, you've had a unique perspective, obviously playing and then uh, being a coach at many different levels. 
What makes college football different than some of the other the levels you've had a chance to be a part of? Okay, and I am coming in with a little smile on my face because the last team I coached, the Orlando Apollos, won their championship in the Alliance. We were declared the champs. We didn't get to finish it, uh, but uh, I feel good. And I feel blessed. I had a chance to coach again after my college coaching days were over. I was blessed with that opportunity and uh, appreciate that. Uh, how is what changed now? What makes college? <laughs> congratulations. What changed? <laughs> well, uh, what what makes college football different than the other levels of football that you've been a part of? Oh, I think just the uh, the fan interest is uh, so much stronger, uh, and we only play each other once a year, so the rivalries uh, are so important. Uh, and there's something about football. Uh, I've always said basketball and baseball. Everybody wants to win. The fans want to win. But if, if they don't win those games, they, they all right, we'll, we'll get them next time or whatever. But when you only have one game a year in college football, then you got that bragging rights for the rest of the year. And the fans really believe now when the game's over, if they win, the fans believe I am smarter than those fans from that other team. I'm tougher than them. I know how to do it better than they do, do because our team won the game. And that's, that's just how strong the feeling is. And if you lose, then you know that other guy saying, man, I'm smarter than you, and I'm in better shape than you, and all this, that, and the other. So there's always a lot riding on the outcome. And the object is uh, to win the game. And uh, teams that win a lot, their fans are very happy. Leave it at that. All right, Coach, if you have a question, raise your hand, and please, uh, not only your name and affiliation, but to whom you're addressing the question, we'll start up here on the front with uh, Parrish, front row. We're never going to make it. Parrish, all for Daily Journal, Tupelo. Archie, uh, understanding that your career was very prolific, would you then have thought that today you would still be so deeply connected with Ole Miss and with the SEC? Well, no, probably not, but I mean, I've, um, I love, I love the game. I love the college game to follow it. Um, I love my school. You know, I grew up not very far from there and, uh, coach, uh, admired Johnny Vaught. I felt fortunate, as I said before, I got to play for him. Um, and, um, of course, Eli played there. So I love my school and love to follow it. Just like Steve said, just a fa as a fan. And uh, Southeastern Commerce fans, or there's none, none, none like them. Um, but I've stayed close to the game in a couple other ways. Been involved in the National Football Foundation, and I've, I've loved that involvement. I think we're, we stand for something that's really good for the game, and uh, we try to uh, develop develop leaders uh, through through the, through the game. So I've enjoyed that involvement and. Um, uh, just, just other, other thing. I, the fact that my, my boys have played, you know, it's just kept close to the game. So I've certainly in, in, enjoyed that. Right, we'll go over here on the left, Dennis, the third row. I'm sorry, Dennis Dodd, CBS Sports. This is for Herschel. I don't know if I've heard the coin flip story. Maybe that's common knowledge, but could you expand on that? And then I've got a quick follow-up. You know, I, uh, I've, I've loved the military. Uh, you know, so I uh, thought I was cut out to be a Marine. And so even though I uh, was a great student, you know, uh, I was a great student, but I always wanted to go to the military. And I couldn't tell my mom and dad that, uh, you know, guys, I don't want to go to college. I want to go to the military. So if people remember, I didn't sign to go to Georgia until uh, April. 
And the reason I didn't sign until April because uh, I thought as long as I don't say anything, they'll let me go to the military. And on Easter Sunday in April, my mom said, you know, Bo, my nickname is Bo. So Bo Jackson wanted to be me, but he's not. But anyway, uh, my mom said, you know, Bo, uh, don't you think it's time for you to decide what you want to do? And before I can say anything, she said, but let me tell you this. If your mind and your heart is pure of the Lord Jesus, it really don't matter about your decision. And I said, all right, then I'll flip a coin. And I flipped the coin to decide whether to go to the military or go to college. And it came for me to go to college, and I go, crap. And then I, didn't, I was not going to the University of Georgia because I was upset that God wasn't going to let me do what I wanted to do. And I flipped the coin between Clemson University and Georgia. Georgia ended up winning the coin toss. And then I said, I'd love to go to USC out in California. I flipped the coin between those uh, two schools, and Georgia won that as well. And this is no lie. I pulled the names out of a bag, and I pulled Georgia. And at that time, I said I was going to Georgia, and that's how I ended up at Georgia. And, and uh, you know, sometimes when you're naive and stupid, God will take care of it because uh, that was the right decision. Because, uh, like I said, I mean, I got to the University of Georgia, uh, and what's fun is I went to the University of Georgia uh, with a freshman class that was absolutely incredible. You know, we had, we had Darrell Jones, who was in my class, who came, was a quarterback from Columbus, Georgia. Freddie Gilbert was an outside linebacker that can run like a deer, was 250 pounds, was a triple jumper. Uh, Scott Williams was a uh, basketball player, got scholarships to play basketball. I was, Melvin, uh, Melvin Simmons was a running back from Florida, but I just had an opportunity to play. And that's why I tell all kids today, uh, even kids, that I was talking with from other schools, I said, when your opportunity is called, you better step to the plate because there's someone else waiting to take that position. And that can be your 15 minutes of fame. And you know, my name was called in Tennessee. So that was my opportunity. And when you step, when you step up there, you better be ready because there's someone right behind you that want that position. And real quick for all three, uh, the game 150 years ago didn't start in the South, but that's what people think about 150 years later that it remains strongest in the South. From each of you, real quick, I wonder if you could talk about why that is, why you think that is, and how proud are you to be a part of that, that any discussion of 150 years has to have your three names in it. Coach Sperry, why don't you start? Okay, uh, again, why is it so special in the South? Uh, that's what everyone uh, keeps asking and talking about. I, I don't have the exact reason. Uh, the people in Columbus, Ohio, they'll probably tell you it's just as important up there and so forth. But uh, I don't know. I, I just look back and, and, and think how fortunate I was to go to the University of Florida. Uh, I didn't know where else to go. Uh, I, I was wide open. And uh, I finished basketball season and actually visited in late March when it was about 72 degrees in Gainesville and about 32 up in Johnson City. So all I know is that I was blessed to go down there, Coach Graves, uh, important man in, in me coming to Florida, and, and I've been thankful ever since. Met my wife, Jerry, there. And everything that's happened to me is because of that decision to go there. So the college decision of a young man is really important. I, I wish most, more of them would stay all four years in one place now, but that doesn't happen very often. And I can see some guys transferring, uh, but it seems like now everybody wants to transfer if, uh, if they're not a starter right away. But again, hey, the South loves football. The people down in the South are crazy about it, and that's uh, that's benefited all of us up here. I think just the um, 
High school football is fantastic in the South. Um, I know more about it probably in Louisiana, Mississippi, but we have um, <clears throat> also have coaches that high school coaches that uh, stay with it. I mean, their career and uh, you know I just I admire that fraternity so much. I know Steve, of course, dealt with them as a college coach, and but um, you know those those men don't coach high school football for the money. They do it because what they love to do. And, you know, I think all of, a lot of us, uh, other than our uh, father or somebody in the family, that, that high school coach has, has done more to develop men or uh, turn boys into men. And in the South, we got good weather, <clears throat> good high school football, great coaching, and I think that uh, evolves to the college game too. You know, I, I think to be a part of anything that's 150 years, you got to be uh, honored. Uh, you know, in today's world, with everybody want to re erase history, which I think is a shame. Uh, for me to be a part of something that's 150 years is absolutely incredible to be remembered. But you know, when you talk about the SEC, you know, and I'm not saying anything against any other conference, I think the SEC stands with a lot of power. People know when you're going to play any team in the SEC, I don't care who it is. You better break more than your lunch because it's going to be a tough game. Guys are going to play extremely hard. And, and just for me to be associated with, uh, just to be named, uh, that I, you know, I, I'm honored. That even you know, like I told Coach Spurrier earlier, just to have an opportunity that I've gotten to know him over the years. You know, I, I feel like not falling in love with him, but I like him a lot. But, uh, you know, and, and then uh, Mr. Manning, uh, you know, we play in the golf tournament together, and I've gotten to know them. and. They know a lot of the players from the SEC is, uh, you know, it's like this bond. And when they start talking about 150 years, I'm like, wow. I'm like, I didn't think I was that old. I, I don't think I looked that bad. But this is, uh, I'm honored. All right, we'll go over here on the right side and near out. Hi, this is for Archie. I'm Peter Baugh with The Athletic covering Mizzou. Um, you have the passing academy, you, you coach and stuff, and I was just curious if you had any interactions with Kelly Bryan at the most recent ones and what stood out about him. Yeah, uh, with Alabama, you said Alabama? Kelly, Kelly Bryan. Kelly Bryan. Oh, uh, yeah, uh, we enjoyed Kelly. He was kind of a, a late entry there. It's, it's kind of funny how we wind up getting the college quarterbacks and um, uh, Coach Dewey, Howard, of course, we'd had the quarterback in Missouri the year before, so he came in. Great young man, uh, very, very athletic. Um, you know, of course, they're there. Uh, it's kind of twofold. They're there coaching our high school quarterbacks, but then uh, Peyton and Eli kind of worked them out uh, two or three times there, and uh, he, he did well. We had, um, you know, Coach Spurrier, these, these kids now can flat throw the football. I mean, it just the quarterback position has changed just so much because because the high schools are throwing it more, so they get to throw it more. And these, I saw my first seven-on-seven seven tournament uh, this this summer, you know, and what a what a great thing for these quarterbacks to be able to get in the summertime to go out and compete, but read defenses and work with their people. So they're just getting better and better. But he's fine-looking, uh, nice young man too. Really, is we enjoyed we enjoyed having him. We had a good run of Missouri quarterbacks. All right, we'll go all the way back to the back of the center section. Steve, I know it wasn't the Alliance Football League, but uh, you guys beat Alabama in 2010. Just wonder what your memories were from that South Carolina-Alabama game. My memories, 35-21, uh, Stephen Garcia, 
had the best game of his life, 17 of 20. Uh, Alshon Jeffrey caught a couple touchdowns. Marcus Lattimore ran for about 90-something yards. Uh, I think more than Ingram and uh, who's the other running back? They had they, Richardson. Ingram and Rick, they didn't run them very much that day, fortunately. Uh, but anyway, it was just one of those games. Our guys really, really played well, and Alabama didn't didn't have their best stuff that day. So, uh, in fact, they tried a fake field goal that day that wasn't very smart, if y'all remember. Uh, some of these fake punts and field goals come back to haunt you, it seems like. All right, we'll go back over to the right and the very back. Please stand if you will. I'm Brandon Adams from Dog Nation. Herschel, your coach at Georgia, Vince Dooley, is going to have the field at Sanford Stadium named for him this year. I was wondering what that means for you personally to know that your era is also going to be honored that way to see Dooley's name on the field now. Yeah, that means a lot. Uh, coach Dooley has done some great things. Uh, and you know what was strange? I was telling Coach Spurrier earlier, when I first got to Georgia, I was scared to death of Coach Dooley. I was scared of this man. Uh, you know, he was a disciplinarian, and, and I knew that my parents spanked, and not that I'm advocating spankings and stuff. I'm not because Adrian Peterson messed that one up. But anyway, uh, so I didn't want to get in trouble, so I was afraid to get in trouble with Coach Dooley. And, but he, he, uh, he deserved because he built men. He built more than, and it reminded me of Coach Landry, where uh, he taught me more than just being a football player. And as I've gotten to know him more now, I see the type of guy that he really, that he really is. And, and he deserves something like that because uh, the game of football is great for so many great athletes like myself. So we can get, you know, the game of football is going to keep some athletes out of trouble. The game of football is going to give some athletes a meal. It's going to do so many for so many great athletes. And Coach Dooley was one of the starters of that. And, uh, you know, the name to feel after him, I'm, I'm happy to be a part of it. I'm happy to congratulate him on it. And I'm, I'm just excited. Uh, you know, and normally I tell people, name something after Herschel Walker, too, because I don't want to die and you name something after me when I'm dead because you don't appreciate it. So it's great to name it after Coach Dooley while he's here that he can appreciate that we honor him for that. So that's why I'm excited about it. Right, we'll go right down to here in front, on the left side. Okay. Uh, Steve Moulton with WZZN in Huntsville, Alabama. For all three, please, I know the transfer portal, you mentioned, Coach Spurrier, about the transfer portal being a pretty popular subject. Was wondering to get your opinion on the transfer portal, and had it been an option back in the day, would any of you three have entered the transfer portal? Coach Spurrier. Uh, yeah, no, I would not have. I, I got to play as a sophomore. Uh, freshman couldn't play back then. Uh, but I, I think it's just the way things are now. It's a free country. Your coaches can pick up and go anytime. So uh, players that we feel like can pick up and go. And I think we just have to, we're going to live with it. And uh, coaches now, they sort of keep recruiting players that are on their team. You, you got to, but in the, but everybody has the same problem. That's what I always say. All of you have the same problem, and so it should even out. And whoever maybe handles all those problems the best uh, could be the most successful. I guess, you know, just quarterbacks are competitive kids. They want to play. It was funny this year. We had 40 coming to our camp and uh, invited them March or April. By, the, by June, four of them had uh, 
transfer. I'll tell you one quick story. A young, young man from uh, Penn State was coming, uh, Tommy Stevens. And um, uh, Coach Franklin had actually called me and said, uh, fifth-year kid, and we'd had Trace McSorley the year before, a wonderful young man. And he said, I think Tommy's a good player. I said, I think you camp working down there would really do him a lot of good. I said, he's in. He's in. So I called him, talked him, lined him all up. So right after spring training, I guess I guess he got beat out in spring. And uh, he called me. He said, Mr. Manning, um, uh, I'm in the portal. And I'm going to transfer. Does that mean I can't come to the camp? And I said, no, I invited you. Uh, you can, you, you, you're, you're invited. You're in the camp. So let me know what you do. And so about three weeks later, he said, uh, Mr. Manning, I'm going to Mississippi State. I said, whoa, we're going to have to think about that now. <laughs> Uh, that, but that's not true. We've always had Mississippi State quarterbacks at our camp, and we have, we had a lot of fun with Dak Prescott and all and through the years with, with Tommy, too. But uh, these kids, they want to play. I don't know what the answer is. Seems like it needs to be policed a little bit or just free to, free to go. And I don't know how it works as colleges start, if they start recruiting kids with them. I don't really know how it works, but it's a pretty popular thing right now. Well, I, you know, I'm a guy sometimes that you don't like what I say, but I'm sorry. That's what I believe. I don't, I don't really believe in a transfer portal that much. Even. And I think it's you got to be a man of your word. Uh, you know, I have some contracts that I've had a handshake deal with people since 82. And there's a lot of money involved. And I've never asked for a contract. There's a handshake deal I did with three generations ago, and the deal still goes. But at the same time, uh, and I'm going to go with Fields uh, that left and went to Ohio State, I think that was the right thing for him uh, because, uh, you know, he wanted to play football, as Archer was saying. They want to play. These guys want to play football. My thing is, is now since coaches are going, players are going, I, I think sooner or later you got to be a man of your word. That's why I try to teach my son. I'm like, God, if you tell me something, I'm going to – I believe you. And, you know, the same thing in the NFL. If you sign this contract, you live by it. Uh, that's where I think you have to be taught, and that's the way I was taught. And so it, it, it's, if it was me, I'd say no, no one can transfer. And then I will punish people that are, uh, uh, I hate to say it, not to get mad at me, coach, but I punish coaches that want to leave. But, you, know, you, you sign this, that's where you got to stay. And that's the way I feel about it. All right, thank you. We'll go over here on the left alongside the wall. All right, Price Everett, Alabama News Center. Um, Coach Spurrier mentioned how rivalries are such a huge part of what makes college football so special. Uh, this is for all three of you. What are some of your favorite rivalries in the conference that you yourself have not been a part of? Favorite rivalry that I'm not a part of? Like Michigan and Ohio State? Uh, well, we sort of watch those games, and I, I don't know. I, I know Urban Meyer, so I guess I pulled for Michigan, uh, Ohio State. But uh, uh, that uh, Alabama-Auburn's a good one, I guess. I, I watch it from a distance. Uh, Texas and Oklahoma. Bobby Stoops always tells me that's one of the best. I guess it is. Southern Cal, UCLA is probably a good one. Uh, let's see, Washington State, Washington. That's a good one. Washington State won 11 games last year, by the way. But uh, I don't know. I just think really the ones that you're associated with are probably the ones you keep up with more closely. Any other 
rivalries that you all were not a part of that you valued as just being as a college football player? Well, I don't know, just rivalries, rivalries are great. It's a big part of college. This 150 years, I mean, you reflect back on, you know, I was, I was going back talking about that 100th year. Um, uh, Network did a pretty smart thing. They scheduled a game that year, first time ever after Thanksgiving, and they picked Texas, Arkansas. Pretty good choice. They were both nine and zero, and they had this big, big shootout. It was I, I remember remember it well. It was it was really uh, unbelievable. That, but that was obviously a great robbery for years and years. And robberies are a big part of this 150 year. I think um, the one thing you want to do in your program. You want to be good enough to, to play in a big robbery game. You know, sometimes if you if, you, if you're not very good, it's not really a, it's not really much to the robbery there. So you want to be good enough to be in a robbery game. We'll go ahead and go back here in the center. Tom Abraham, uh, ESPN Radio in uh, Huntsville, Alabama. Archie, back to the transfer portal. Can you speak as a father? of a couple of quarterbacks, how you would have reacted if your son said, Daddy, I'm not playing and I want to go someplace yeah, else? Yeah, yeah, I hadn't thought about it, but I mean, no, kids want to play. I, I will say this, though, and I'm not, I don't, um, I don't brag on my own sons, but both of mine, <laughs> they, it was a big deal to them who who was there. I mean, who, who's, who's in line? Uh, Peyton went down to see Coach Spurrier, he had not only Danny Werfel, he had another couple more good-looking young quarterbacks there. And Peyton said, I'm not going there. And uh, so, I mean, I think sometimes these quarterbacks, you get so swept, you get so swept away in recruiting that you think you're going to walk in and just play. Some of the kids need to take a good look of who's lined up, you know, check those high school credentials a little bit or what they're doing there and find you a spot where you can play because you want to play. Okay, we'll go two more questions. We'll start right here in the middle. Second row. AP Stedham, WHEP, AM and FM, Foley, Alabama. This is for Archie. Archie, I was wondering, how did that 33-32 point loss to Alabama in the SEC's first primetime game where you had a 540-yard total yardage, valiant effort, 104 yards rushing, 436 yards passing, affect your life? Well, I've been to Birmingham a lot uh, through the years, and it, uh, for years I'd come over here and came playing golf tournaments and got a lot of friends and everything, and, I, and uh, everybody I see said, I was there. They said, I was there. And I said, well, you know, the best I can remember, Legion Field in those days didn't have but about 50 or 60,000 seats, and I've had four or 500,000 people tell me they were there that, that night. But um, that was a pretty big deal to us. You know, this generation wouldn't, um, wouldn't understand it was a big deal to play a night college football game. But the, the one thing, Herschel, that was different, we didn't play that many games on TV at all. I mean, you didn't play many many TV games. It was pretty big. And so when they said we're going to play a night game um, uh, on national television, it was, it was pretty big stuff. And it wound up being, it was kind of a game like you'd see now. Where back then most SEC games were 13-10, and you know we, Eli got up to Ole Miss and um, he was looking at the media guy and he said, yeah, you know, Dad, 
your numbers weren't very good. And uh, I said, you know, but back in those days, Steve, if we threw for 180 or 190 yards, that was a pretty good day. They didn't throw it around like they do today. But that night, we threw it. We, uh, we got beat the week before by Kentucky. We got upset by Kentucky. So we kind of let it hang out, and Alabama did too. And I guess the truth of the matter is neither of our defenses were all that good, and so we just everybody went up and down the field. It was um, – it was hard to lose. The worst part about it was two weeks in a row. We'd, now we'd, we were picked to win the conference, and we'd lost two conference games now, and we, and we hadn't played but three games. So, uh, but it was it was it was a great football game, and uh, a lot of a lot of good memories. Uh, so uh, people people bring it up a lot. I, I had no idea those numbers stood for that long. I had no idea until. I think Johnny Manziel broke it. I didn't know it until then that those numbers still still stood. We have two more questions lined up. We'll start here in the center section, and then we'll go over here to the left. Go ahead. Hi, it's Luke Guillory from the Red and Black. This is for Herschel and Coach Spurrier. Talking about rivalries, what are some memories from Florida, Georgia, and then what do you think of the possibility of it going back to home and away, not in Jacksonville? Well, obviously, we hope it stays in Jacksonville a uh, long time. It's a traditional game there, just like Texas, Oklahoma plays in Dallas. Uh, huge game for all of them, but hopefully hopefully, it, it'll stay there and so forth. Uh, the Georgia robbery in Florida, is, uh, it's big. Uh, when I uh, got the job at Florida in 90 to win the SEC, we, we got to beat Georgia. Georgia kicked our butts for 20 years, 30 years, or whatever. Anytime the conference championships on the line, Georgia won every one of them. On the line for them or on the line for Florida. And even my senior year, it was on the line for us and them, and they kicked our butt pretty good. So as a coach, I said, we got to beat Georgia. Well, as it turned out, we had this uh, championship game come in two years later. Hey, we had to beat Alabama. If you want to win the SEC, you still got to beat Alabama, no matter what it takes. We're celebrating uh, 25 years, our 94 team that won the first one in Atlanta. And it was uh, our fourth SEC championship in five years. And we beat Alabama, those four, and the one we lost, we, we lost to Alabama. So that's uh, – Florida, Georgia is still big, don't get me wrong. But to win it all, you got to beat the big red elephant from Tuscaloosa. Just about every year, somebody's got to beat them. Right, we'll take one final question to the back of the room on the left. Hey, guys, Jacques Doucet, WAFB-TV. Uh, to Herschel and to Archie, when they talk about SEC scheduling in Baton Rouge, they often say Herschel Walker never played a game in LSU Tiger Stadium, and Peyton Manning, Louisiana's great, never played a game in LSU's Tiger Stadium. I wonder if you ever thought about that or had any thoughts about uh, I know uh, Peyton, Peyton uh, wishes he, he he regrets that he didn't get to play there. Growing up, you know, when he was um, when uh, Peyton was a recruit, he he went up to Baton Rouge almost every Saturday night because you know it was a college football game and. Um, and uh, they were nice to him. They'd let him bring uh, – Newman didn't have any other prospects, but they'd let him bring three more with him and treat them like prospects. And it's, it's, it's a special place. It's a special place to, to play. I tell people, you know, I've, I've lived down in that part of the country for 48 years, and I'm an old Miss guy, 
But I still tell people, I say Saturday night in Baton Rouge, that's a tough place to play. It's a tough place to win. It's And it's 150 years college football. That's that's a big part of it, Saturday night in, in Baton Rouge, Louisiana. And I would have loved to have had an opportunity to play LSU in Baton Rouge because, as Archie was saying, you know, uh, living in Dallas, you know, I, I get a chance to keep up with a lot of the LSU. I'm over there in that area a lot. And, you know, I ran uh, – Trike, they had the NCAA uh, tournament there uh, one year when I was running Trike there, and everyone mentioned that I never got an opportunity to play there. And I said, yeah, you know, that's probably right, but uh, not to be mean, but we probably would have won the game anyway, so it wouldn't have been that big of a deal. <laughs> that I was it, got, I'm just saying. Yeah, that. I, I never got a chance to play in Neyland Stadium, and I'm from Johnson City, about 80, 100 miles or so from Knoxville. And uh, just never had a game up there. Florida didn't play Tennessee back in those days. Uh, but got a chance to coach there, and I guarantee you, the, the first time I coached there, I had the, the goosebumps as big as maybe any game. And I was an assistant coach at Duke, first time I ever got to coach there. But that was uh, a big thrill for me, just to, just to have a game there. I played there once. I wish I hadn't. <laughs> well, I don't think I ever got a chance to play Alabama as well. Uh, I think the year we won the SEC championship, I think Alabama and Georgia was tied. And I'm not sure, did they do a coin toss? How did they, I don't know how they did it, but they end up, I think we ended up getting the championship. But I think I never got a chance to play Alabama as well. Uh, and, you know, I, and I look forward to playing Alabama because I remember being recruited by Coach Bryant, and I remember talking to him, and I thought it would have been awesome for me to have an opportunity to play against a coach like that. Uh, gentlemen, thank you for your time and thank you for your many contributions to college football. Thank All you. All right, thanks. Thank you.